Blog Talk Radio. podcast first off i gotta apologize that we have not had a live show in about two weeks we have had everything humanly possible happen to us the past couple weeks uh we had our anniversary celebration which went on forever but then danielle was involved in a car accident yes she's fine just so you don't worry about her and then this past weekend my brother's house burned down so we've been trying to get him uh set up and back on his feet so uh, we have one more interview to do from the American Cancer Society Telethon, and this interview is with Chris Salata from the Behind the Ears podcast. Uh, he goes by Mr. Chris. I love Mr. Chris. Uh, cousin Danny, his co-host, was also supposed to be on, but he got pulled away, uh, and these aren't our jobs. I mean, things come up, so I totally understand. Danny's a great guy, and I know if he could have been there for me, he would have been, but uh, we still had Chris Salata from the Behind the Ears podcast. And uh, we just talked a little Disney. And, and I love talking Disney with Mr. Chris because uh, he, he enjoys a lot of the same things I do and has a lot of the same opinions. And he's very honest about everything, as is Cousin Danny as well. I mean, uh, that's why I enjoy their podcast is because they don't, they don't candy coat anything. They'll give me an honest opinion, and they're very entertaining. So without further ado, here is Mr. Chris. Mr. Chris. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. What happened to uh, cousin Danny today? Um, I I don't know. I know that uh, he had an appointment today that he could not get out of, and he sends his apologies. Dude, I'm really sorry. I can't get out of this. Can you let let Rudy know? I'm like, yeah, sure, not a problem. Well, you know, that's the tough thing with these podcasts is we all have lives, and this isn't our job. This isn't our livelihood. So things come up, and when you have to go, you have to go. Yeah, it's true. I mean, he he really wanted to be here because you know, well, what could I what could I say? He and I are kind of a package deal, so to speak. But at the same time, you know what? It's great that there's two of us. We can we can still be here to support an awesome super duper cause. And by all means, you know, regardless, it, we're gonna have a great time for the next half an hour. Yeah, I was actually on your podcast the other day, and you were not there because you were in Disney World, correct? It's a little known secret, but yes, it's true. I was there. I actually, the secret out. actually, I'll actually. You know what? I have to. I have to make a correction. Technically, I was not 
at Disney that, it, well, at the time of the broadcast. I was actually back in Indianapolis at the time of the broadcast. Um, but uh, I was in Disney that day and the previous days beforehand. But, um, yeah, you know, it's one of those things. I, don't, I, I tend not to advertise when I'm going to be down there. Um, and it's kind of a little bit for security purposes. Right. Um, there's just, I know everybody does it differently in the sense of, you know, how they want to deal with things. Um, my take is that we have known people who had their you know, houses cleaned out and not in a good way. Uh, so we tend to, you know, not advertise when we're going to be there. I, I don't hide the fact that I'm there. I mean, if people see me, I've had people see me, I've had people recognize me, um, take selfies with me. I usually just say, Hey, great and i love meeting people just uh do me a favor don't post this until after this day you know after i'm back and um that's most people most people are very cool about that and uh and and have a good understanding of the reasoning why i do that um i know there's a lot of other podcasters that you know they will you know post absolutely everything that they do and i think that's really cool too uh it's a it's a personal choice thing um you know, it's just it's the way we've been doing it for the past 15 years, and uh, it works out pretty well. Um, not to mention that this trip was this trip was a, a, an adults-only trip. It was just my wife and myself. So oh, those are my favorite. It was nice. I mean, it was one of those cases where my son was at Boy Scout camp for the week. Uh, my daughter is away at school, and we're like, we're going to go and just spend some time for the two of us, and it was absolutely fabulous. Hey, you were there not that long ago, weren't you? Uh, also a true statement. I was there at the uh, last week of June, and I was actually there for the opening of Toy Story Land as well. I can promise you I'm not stalking you. I just know this from watching your podcast. I'm only keeping tabs on your life, just so you know ahead of time. Uh, that being said, let's let everybody know where we can find you guys over at the Behind the Ears podcast. <clears throat> Absolutely. So uh, we do have a Facebook page, Behind the Ears podcast. Uh, we also have the WDW community page, which is where all of our conversations happen, um, in basically within our community. Our webpage is behindtheearspodcast.net. And um, those, are, those are the main ones. Of course, Behind Ears Podcast is also the handle for both uh, YouTube and Instagram. And Behind Ears PC is our Twitter, Twitter, handle, yeah, Twitter handle as well. And it's easy for me to say normally easy for you to say right <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about disney uh i didn't really have any subjects for you because i like just usually with both of our podcasts we have like we throw a subject out there and we just kind of vamp about it so i thought that would come across as a little more natural so what are some of the things you did at disney that you haven't done with your kids oh well you know and remember this is g-rated of course of course you know one thing I will say that I really like to do, my my family is really diverse when it comes to things like dining. My daughter and I are very experimentative. We are experimentative. We like to do different things. My daughter and I like to have sushi and other things like that that, you know, my wife and my son are like, yeah, no way. But like for the first time, we actually went to the Yachtsman Steakhouse and we, we kind of planned our evening around um, – around the Yachtsman where we had the most magnificent meal uh, that I think we've ever had on Disney property. 
save for a few instances at Kelly Girl. I mean, both of those places are our absolute favorite. But um, now, granted, I can talk about food forever. Uh, but I think what was really the piece de resistance of the day is that before that, uh, my wife and I actually had a couple's massage over at the census spa over at Saratoga Springs. Boy, aren't you guys fancy? Uh, it's the one time of the year that, you know, I do anything like that. And I gotta, I gotta be really honest with you, man. Last year we did the couple's massage at the spa and I was really, I was really nervous. I've never done anything like that before. And then afterwards I said, I am freaking turning in my man card because it was absolutely awesome. And it was just a, a wonderful repeat performance last time. I gotta tell you, if anybody's ever wanted to try something like that, go over to the spot Saratoga. It is absolutely fabulous. I know they have a census spot over at the Grand Floridian. One at the one at Saratoga is bigger and has more amenities to it and it's it's very luxurious. Um it's just it is it's two floors. I mean you have like the the uh, men's and women's lounges in the, in the lower part, and that's just a place where, seriously, I can just hang out in there with how plush it is with the heated tile lounges and a whirlpool down there, and it's like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. That sounds too but, fancy for me. No, dude, you'd think so. You'd think so. <laughs> you walk out of there having a new appreciation for it, man. I mean... Now, now what yeah. kept you away from that, though? Was it... Did you have like a Seinfeld moment? You were afraid you'd have like a guy massaging you to move or something, or what was your fear? Well, <laughs> you know, I, I'll, I'll answer that question. I'll I'll be totally transparent with you. That's a great question because I'm sure there's probably other people that are like this. Okay, I'm a big guy, and I'm also kind of a teddy bear, which I guess you could also say I've got a very back. Okay, right. I was a little self-conscious about myself. Because even when I, I go out swimming, I wear a, you know, a, a UV resistant swim shirt and everything else like that. And my wife's like, you're going to be just fine. And uh, so I was very self-conscious first time I did that. And um, I had to realize that after a while, I, I, the people that are doing this, the, the, the therapists that are there, they are professionals and I'm sure they've seen worse. And after I, fin- <laughs> after I finally overcame a little bit of that fear, uh, they made me feel so relaxed and took away all those all those concerns, and it really ends up being a, uh, an absolutely fabulous experience. Um, you know, it's it was just one of those things where after now that I've done it now twice, but even after the first time, I'm like, it's almost addicting. And my wife's like, well, you know, we like, we could do something like this at home. I'm like, I highly doubt. <laughs> like this because i think of i think of the episode you mentioned seinfeld i'm kind right. of thinking more of an episode of modern family when two of the characters i can't remember which one goes for you know a couple's massage and all hell breaks loose type of thing I'm like that would happen to me there that would like, be mr chris's life that would be it would just it would be you know it's one of those cases and um no but it was it was really it's really cool i mean seriously it's a very professional very calming atmosphere is like you know you just you just want to stay there for hours on end what kind of price point are people looking at to do something like that um that's a really good question um they do have a lot of their prices posted but i think like for our couple's massage 
before any discounts, and I believe the gratuity is included. I could be wrong on that, but it's like the couple's massage, and it was for 50 minutes. Um, I think it was either 300 or three and a quarter, and it's really not bad considering it's two people, and you get unlimited use of the facility uh, before and after type of thing. They have like a relaxation room that has like, again, the, the nice comfy lounges. They provide you with a robe and spa slippers and everything else like that. And you can just hang out there um, for hours on end if you really wanted to. Um, and Kathy and I did actually spend about another 45 minutes to an hour after everything. Um, that was just, they also gave us like, you know, um, some, some champagne afterwards and um, it was a very, very posh experience, a very nice experience. So you get to hang out a little bit. It's not just your 50 minutes. There is some time before, some time after. Um, and it just really kind of set the stage for just a, a nice, relaxing meal, for, you know, just my wife and I. And, you know, the thing is, we don't get a chance to do that very often during the normal year. So it's just a, a time for us to really splurge. Yeah, I mean, that's the nice thing about doing, like, a singles trip or if you've been to Disney quite often. I can remember back in the day when we first started going to Disney, it was like a marathon. It was nonstop running. If you were in your hotel too long, it felt like you were wasting your trip. But now we, we sit back, we kind of – we people watch, we go to nice restaurants, we take down our experience where we're only maybe in the parks four or five hours in a day, and people mock us for that, by the way. <laughs> but it, it's a much more relaxing vacation to me now. Oh, I agree. And, and we did a lot of that, too. I mean – we kind of started our days a little early, except for that Wednesday when we did the spa because we went to Animal Kingdom for rope drop uh, to do flight of passage uh, first, and um, which ended up ended up being a, a, almost a, a two-hour wait. Right at the really? That rope drop? Yeah, because they ended up letting people in early, <clears throat> and yeah. the interesting part to it was, and we were running a little bit late too, so our planning didn't quite work out. The funny part to it was that we get back there and the line starts stretching down the pathway between Pandora and like where the vessel of the Lion King is. It went all the way down to the bathroom, right with that that area, and then sort of looping backwards. Yeah, that's too much for me. Well, the thing is the line kept on moving from quite consistent and it wasn't too bad. And when we finally got to, like, the entrance of the normal queue, it said it was 180 minutes. And so I went to the cast member. I said, is it 180 minutes from here or from the back of the line? She goes, it's from the back, what is now currently the back of the line. I said, okay, cool. So we were already in line for about 45 minutes to an hour. So it's about another hour weaving in and through the queue, which was actually pretty cool. Um I now we were with some friends of ours that just so happened to also be taking a, a, a couple's trip at the same time. And it was nice because we were talking with each other and so on and so forth. But I will say that about two hours is about, uh, two hours is about the most I will wait in line for that particular attraction without a fast pass. And I still think it was worth it. That's just me. Uh, I, what, I know. I don't, what tough. is your normal like wait limit? Like, We've all got them. We've all like when we see like a wait time where we just walk away. What is like your normal wait time limit? Um, I'm gonna say at 45 minutes, I'm gonna start questioning my own sanity. Uh, <laughs> That's about where I'm at. 
now the thing of it is is that it, it does vary depending on the attraction like we did we did slinky dog dash uh the day before the grand opening uh during the um soft opening night the friday before and we waited in line it ended up being 75 minutes hour and 15 minutes and again we we were in line we actually met with, met up with a few listeners that just so happened to be uh be there and also tipped me off to the fact that it was a soft opening and that was a very fast hour and a half and that, of course you're you're looking at everything that's brand new you're absorbing it and so on and so forth so, so your mind is less on the actual wait time and more on aesthetics of what you're looking at uh i would i would wait an hour and 15 minutes for slinky dog dash again um it really, it tell you the truth, for me, it kind of also depends on the cue. Um, yeah, that does make a big difference, because if you're just standing there looking at somebody's head, it, you, it's going to seem like forever. But if you've got some stuff to look at, like we've never done the Peter Pan cue. We only do it on fast passes, mm-hmm. but I understand it. It's very cool. Or like when you're inside flights of passage, it's gorgeous. If mm-hmm. you've got stuff to look at and interact with, you're game. You can wait around an extra 50, 50 minutes, 60 minutes, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those cases where it's like, uh, so, so here's a here's a funny that goes along with it. Um, when we were at the Magic Kingdom, it was kind of in between rainstorms. I mean, it was kind of raining on and off throughout the entire day. And the interesting part to it was that, like, oh, my wife says, hey, look it, it's 25 minutes for for uh, for Buzz Lightyear. We're like, oh, okay, fine. They start getting into the line, and with my friend Larry, we look at each other like, that doesn't look like a 25 minute line. And we start next thing you know we we we're looking at the uh, time board. We're like, wait a second. We back up a few steps and move over to, to the right a little bit. We're like, oh, it's not 25. It's 75. <laughs> <laughs> like that too didn't quite look right from the angle. And I was like, I looked at my wife. I'm like, it's 75. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, we bypassed that experience at that time because like something like buzz is not worth 75 minutes. Um, now I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, sure Danny would probably disagree since Buzz is, you know, big part of his life, but, um, I'm like, no, no, but most of the time, right. 45 minutes or less, it's usually a, a non-issue. Um, an hour is kind of like the absolute max for most. And that's like, if I haven't done it in a while, anything more than that, I, I'm like, we'll have to figure out what we're doing. Like if we're going to have to wait an hour for our next fast pass, and this is an hour wait, fine, I'll go ahead. I'm, I'm either going to, you know, stand in the hot sun or I'm going to stand in what is most likely the air-conditioned queue line. So, you know, it kind, of, it kind of depends on the strategy we're using for that particular day. So you're saying that uh, the one you would wait in line the longest for would be Flight of Passage? I think so. I mean, again, anything, it really kind of depends on the, on the strategy, strategy for the day. Um, an hour would be a no-brainer. Hour and a half. It gets a, you know, you have to stop and make sure it fits. You know, we waited two hours because we really didn't have anything else planned. And our next fast pass, well, let's see, everything opened at nine. Our first fast pass wasn't until like 1115. We're like, well, we have two hours. Uh, let's just go ahead and do it. And that's what we did. And the timing actually worked out perfectly well. Cause right after that, we walked over to, uh, you know, Kilimanjaro, Kilimanjaro Safari and, enjoyed that right off the bat it's like we really didn't you know we really didn't uh have a big play keep in mind also we were with some some friends of ours who 
you know, they don't get to go down to Disney, go down to Disney as much as we do. They right. really wanted to ride Flight of Passage. And so there was some, there was some, uh, you know, influence in our decision there too, because we wanted to make sure that they also got to do what they wanted to do as well. Yeah. If we're with anybody and they ask us what is the one must do ride at Disney, I always say Flight of Passage at this point. I think that's one that's just like, technically so amazing that you have to try it at least once before you go. Oh, I certainly don't disagree. I mean, because right now I think hands down when you, when you think about an immersive experience, an immersive ride, it is definitely goes above and beyond that. I mean, it really sets a new bar. Now I know that when the Tron coaster comes into play, it's most likely going to utilize certain pieces of technology especially like for ride vehicle, that's going to be very similar to that. That's going to help give you a different immersive coaster experience as well. It'll be interesting to see what that's like, but flight of passage right now between, I mean, it's a, it's a completely 4d effect. I mean, not only do you see everything, you feel everything. Um, there are some smells that you see. Also the last time I was on it, I had a very distinct um, feeling of a mist on my face. Yeah, they do that. When you're over by the water, you get that little misting on you. It wasn't like that. It was, let me, let me rephrase this. It wasn't really intense the first time I wrote it, but this time it was like, you can definitely tell this is a mist. And it really just added to your sensory, um, you know, sensory experience for the particular attraction. It was just, just pristine. It was awesome. It's like soaring on crack. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree, and and also the fact is that you know Soren is is you know one of my favorites, um, and you know I like and people always ask me which one's your favorite version, the original or the current, and I like them both, but there is there is something there is something you know about uh, Flight of Passage that you know definitely takes the idea of the actual movement of what you're doing. I mean. To feel the virtual the virtual banshee breathe between your legs, that is something that is something to, to really take uh, a Now, one thing I haven't really discussed with anybody, and I don't know why, is because we're talking about wait times. Is anybody taking advantage of that Disney Play Now app? Um, there are a lot of people that I have seen play it, and I've done some things with it too. Um, you'll see. In some of the queues, you'll see some signs and some, um, you know, indicators of, you know, play now and this, that, and the other. It's not being as, it's not being pushed as much as one might think. I mean, you might, th you know, you would think, especially in the longer lines, you would see something. Um, I would think you would think that something like Planet Passage, you would see those signs all over the place. It's just not widely advertised at the parks. In, in the rides. There are some cases where it is, but it's nothing more than a placard. Um, you know, you would think, uh, you know, you would think that people would want it. I mean, I think I've seen more people play, you know, the heads up game than, uh, <laughs> um, I have played, I have played it. Um, it, it actually works pretty well. And, um, and I think the last time when I first started playing it, the interesting part is, is that, um, we were we were conversing more as a family in general, just talking, where we weren't how do I put this? We weren't bored enough to pull out our phone to play a game. 
Um, we try to not do a lot with tech while we're on family vacation. We try to, you know, use that cue time as conversation, you know, for conversation to, you know, talk about what's next. What have we liked? I mean, you know, I know that our, again, we do play the occasional heads up or, or this, that, and the other. And I think the, the play app itself is actually a good add on to those things, but just the way that we do it. I mean, I realize it may be different for other families, but we just put our phones in our back pocket while we're in line and enjoy each other's company. Um, especially this last trip, because I had my, my daughter's fiance join us and he's never been. So there was that's, that's always fun to go with somebody that just has never, never experienced anything. So instead of bearing our phone, you know, faces into a phone, we were actually having a really good conversation with him and not just about Disney, but just, you know, in general. Um, so there was a little bit, it was a little bit different of a, a atmosphere. Chances are the next time I go, which won't be until sometime next year now, you know, we may experiment with it more so. Um, Cause I think that next trip will be just my wife and my son and I, my daughter will still be in school and this, that, and the other. So we'll have to see how, we'll have to see how it goes. But I, I actually thought they would, they would kind of be pushing it a little bit more. Uh, but the app itself is actually really good. It's actually really stable, which is, I don't want to say impressive for a first gen app, but it's just one of the, it's one of those cases. Um, and there's also some, some extra add-ons to it where you can, you know, you can play music, you know, Disney themed type music and so on and so forth. Got a lot of different features. So if anybody hasn't tried it out yet, I think give it a download, let it sit there for a little bit, play it, see what happens. I think the music feature is strictly for Apple because Apple gets everything. Um, you know, I haven't even tried it now that my, my, my phone blew up. This I heard about that. <laughs> um, so in between, in between that uh, flight of passage and going to Kilimanjaro Safari, it was downpouring rain. I did have my phone in a case, actually in a case and in another case. And then I had it in my um, jacket front pocket, which was, I put a waterproofing on my jacket and it wasn't wet. It was just damp, moist humid type of thing. All of a sudden I was sitting at Kilimanjaro Safaris. I went to go just put my, I didn't have my big camera with me or anything. I just put my hand down like in the pocket to check the phone. And it was, it was hot. I mean, it was really? not just warm. I mean, it was like, ow, hot. <laughs> I immediately pulled it out and I pulled the battery thinking to myself, something is seriously wrong. And yeah, I, I let it cool off for the rest of the day, put the battery back in the next day and within minutes, phone started heating up. It didn't even power it back on. I said, yep, we've got a problem. So uh, I, I got to tell you, one of the first things my wife said, she goes, I knew it. I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, I saw these cool waterproof bags at the Disney store and I should have, they were on clearance and I should have bought you one. I'm like, I've seen those, but they look so weird. They're like the, the old lady pouch that you just throw your phone in when you go on the water rides. Well, this is well, kind of sort, I guess. And and this is and the funny part is, it's the one that she ended up getting me was Ariel theme, and uh, which I don't have a problem with. Ariel, I love. Hey, Little Mermaid was one of the first Disney movies that I really, really liked, and um, so yeah, I have a Little Mermaid waterproof phone pouch now, and I am proud of it. I will be using it because I am not going to let this puppy get, get, get killed off by moisture. Mr. Chris is secure in his manhood to have an aerial phone cover. I, you know what? What can I tell you? I, I, I don't care how silly I look. I got a phone. <laughs> so, 
Oh, it's now, a, when it's you're going on vacation now, now that you have this podcast, you've had how long have you had the podcast for? Five years? No, it's actually we're coming up on a we're um, podcast in itself has been in existence for two years now, uh, just over two years I should say. And I came on board. I'll, it'll be my second anniversary on the show uh, this coming August. That's next month, as a matter of fact. And um, yeah, so I've been I've been doing it for a couple of years now with Danny. So when when you go on a vacation, do you feel obligated to your listeners? Like you've got to go and report on certain things. You got to go and get some live videos out, some YouTube videos. Does it work into your vacation now, or can you just kind of set that all aside? Well, considering that I you know maintain a sense of radio silence uh, while I'm out there, um, you know I do try to do I do to try to find out what are some of the coolest things out there to to at least find out information on. And I do talk to people when I'm out there. I take a lot of pictures. I'm a, a published photographer and, and so on and so forth. So I do try to do a lot of photography when I'm out there and um, try to share some of that with, uh, with our community uh, out after I come back. Uh, I don't, I, I really honestly don't do any live streams when I'm out there because that kind of just gives away the fact that I'm there. Right. Uh, the only time I actually put that aside was during Toy Story, um, Toy Story opening. I did go live there too, you know, because I mean, how couldn't I? And, um, but I actually did ask my family to make sure it was okay with them. Um, the thing of it is, is that I do try to, try to listen to what the uh, listeners have to say about what they, what they're like to listen to, what they like to see. Um, and I report back on it. So like coming, this coming Tuesday, I'll touch base on a lot of the things that I did. And, um, we'll, um, definitely share some of, the, some of the experiences, especially for an adult trip. Um, and uh, just like I did when I was out there with my family. And it's really kind of, it's really kind of cool because um, I think a lot of, a lot of our community really understand my stance on it. Cause I don't, I, I don't try to fake it. I mean, I did get recognized a number of times while I was out there. Um, but at the same time, you know, one person actually posted it without me seeing it. You know, hey, I think I see Mr. Chris. Right. And so I, you know, posted back something to the extent of, you know, you better go, you better go find out, you know, better go find him, you know, make sure, you know, if it was me or not. And, uh, the, like, you know, yeah, it was like the other ongoing joke is like, you know, if you don't get a selfie, did it really happen? Hmm. Um, but I mean, that uh, is the weird thing when you put yourself out there in the Disney community, you've got to expect that like people are going to approach you, people are going to take pictures of you. I've been at, we've been at a restaurant at one time where I'm looking through our Facebook group and all of a sudden there's a picture of me in the back of my head from, like, from behind real us. time. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? So yeah, you, yeah. you've kind of put yourself out there and you got to expect it a little bit, but it, it gets to be a little bit much at times. I do expect it. And I think it's actually kind of cool. and It's kind of fun. I actually, uh, when I was there in June, I actually got recognized by a lot of cast members. Yes. Um, in fact, I got a, I, I went to, have our picture taken um, from a photo pass photographer. And so I, I went in, I put my camera down uh, in front of her and I, I was happened to be wearing one of my behind the ears podcast shirts. It has our logo on the back. And she looks, she goes, are you, are, you're Mr. Chris. I'm like, yes, I am. You know, and it was really kind of cool. She goes, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. And, and I just, I talked to her for a few minutes and, um, it was really kind of, really kind of neat. And, you know, the, also the ongoing joke is if you see me come up and say hi, because one of two things is going to happen. I'm either going to give you some swag 
or I'm going to send you some swag when I get back. Cause I always had like this time I was carrying a whole bunch of buttons with me and then kind of stash them in my camera bag. But you know, I did have a person walk up to me and just really kindly said, no, excuse me for a second, but are you Mr. Chris? I'm like, yes, I am. And she goes, Oh my gosh, that's really cool to meet you. I don't want to interrupt your, your family time or anything, but you know, she was, you know, saying how she, you know, she listens to the show all the time. And that's really kind of nice to actually, it's nice to be recognized, but it's also really cool on how um, a lot of them try to do it in a very non-obtrusive manner. Cause they all know that I'm there with my family and, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I know part of me says I would love to be more out there, but the fact right. is, is that I, you know, when I'm there with my family, I'll be honest with you. I, I work a ton of hours and I don't get to spend as much time with my family as I really, really want to. And part of the reason why I love Disney and I love going back there time and time again that I feel like I can go ahead and pretty much shut off my phone. I feel like I can not have to worry about anything in the outside world. I'm there with my family and that's all that really matters. And um, I think the more that people know me and get to know me a little bit, um, they, they respect that and they don't have an issue with me trying to maintain a sense of privacy while also being something of, dare I say, a public figure within the Disney community. Right. You know, it's, it, I'm not going to try, I'm not going to go with a pair of glasses and a funny nose and anything like that to try to not be recognized. But, you know, I, I'm just really, I'm, I'm really proud of the community and how much they, res, they respect that. Um, it helps me be a better podcaster in a way because I don't have to worry about, um, I don't, I don't have to feel obligated to necessarily meet everybody that it happens to be there. However, um, I do get private messages saying, Hey, I think I, I think I've seen you here. If, if you're at the you know magic kingdom or whatever, if you're still here, would you like to meet up for a moment? And I'm like, sure. You know, if, if we're crossing paths, Hey, let's, let's get a quick snack. Let's ride a ride. Let's just say hi, let's do a selfie. And then we, we continue on. And um, you know, it, it's nice because I, I don't want to ignore anybody. That's definitely not my style, but um I don't want to interrupt anybody else's, um, you know, any of anybody else's vacation or time at the parks. And, you know, if it fits schedules, great. Otherwise, you know what, there'll be other times out there and, um, you know, it works out pretty well for all of us. Well, it's funny cause I've woke up in a bad mood a time or two and I'll be like, you know, I just don't want to see anybody today. I don't want to be bothered. And then you'll be in the park for like an hour and I'll look at my wife and be like, nobody's even recognizing me. Where's everybody? I want somebody to say hi to me. So it's like a kind of like a double-edged sword, but uh, yeah, we have the same thing. Like if we're out in Disney and uh, somebody's in the same park as us and they contact us, we will definitely go meet you and say hello and get a picture. We won't travel outside of a park. Like if we're at Magic Kingdom and somebody asks us, yeah, can you go meet us over at Epcot? We're not going that far out of our way because you know, we have a large group of people looking for us. So it's hard to kind of bounce all over, but yeah, we're the yeah. same way as you. If somebody contacts us, we do try to, Waterway, at least get a picture and do a ride or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those cases where, like, I got contacted once this past week, like, hey, I'm here with some, you know, I'm here with some other uh, other podcasters that just happen to be in the area. You know, if you're going to be over here at this time, you know, let us know. We'll try to meet up. And, you know, I had to say, you know what, I'm really sorry. We're going to be here at this time instead. But, you know, thanks for thinking of me. Um, you know, it's it's one of those cases where there's so many things to do and 
we do, while we try to be flexible in our schedules for pretty much anything, because you kind of have to have some flexibility in your plans. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we had a, a pretty, pretty solid schedule at this time, which was a little odd for just, you know, just a, you know, husband wife trip, but, uh, you know, it worked out and, um, I'm, you know, I, I'm really appreciative of those that, uh, that listen and those that want to try to meet up. And I know that, uh, um, I know that, you know, Danny and I talked once I got back and, uh, you know, about trying to get some kind of an actual meetup together and, um, you know, we'll have to see, I'm just going to probably have to save some nickels and dimes and maybe even, maybe even, uh, I don't know, go so far as to fly spirit airlines or something like that to get down to Orlando really cheap. Well, could days. Danny treat you? Oh, oh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I always I always joke around. I'm like, I always tell my my daughter, I'm like, hey, can't you get some extra scholarships? And she's like, why? I'm like, because I really want to spend your college fund. So, <laughs> <laughs> this the problem with this addiction is it's so expensive. Like you want to be there as much as possible, but realistically, you can only go so often. You know, the, that is very true. And the interesting part is that you know I was gone for two weeks back, you know, in June and the first part of of August. And now all of a sudden I was gone again for a week. And I had some of my teammates going, you know, why, why are you going back so much? I'm like, dude, I've got like 26 days of vacation time. I have to use it. If I don't use it now, I'm going to end up using it like the last two weeks of December. And it's like right. last two weeks of December in Chicago is cold, blustery and there's not a whole lot that you can really do to enjoy so um you know i I basically said you know as often as we go i'm really trying to make you know sometime in the summer of a trip from just my wife and i the family trips kind of vary throughout the year depending on schedules um so we'll just we'll just have to see and if i can if i can pull it off i will i don't go into debt much for my trips so i make sure that i have the cash in hand and we'll just have to have to see how it goes. So yeah, yeah I like what Mary. I like what Mary said. I have plenty of vacation time, but not enough money. <laughs> yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you, Mary. Yeah, and I don't want to keep you all day. I really appreciate you coming on, but I, I just want to touch back on the other thing. One time is like when people come and approach you and say they've listened to the podcast because I'm like a numbers freak. So you're always on these websites and seeing where your numbers are going and how they're fluctuating. You know, if the numbers are increasing, but the most important thing to me is when somebody actually approaches you one-on-one and says that they listen to your show and they love it. Cause that, that doesn't really show in the numbers. You don't know what's going on with the numbers. I, I have to agree. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that whether or not it's meeting face to face with, with someone who listens or whether or not you just get a message from somebody, uh, an email from someone, a private message. Cause I mean, you're probably running into the same situation where it's like you constantly get new friend requests and this, that, and the other of, of people and you don't know whether or not it's from, you know, if it's someone that's truly random, someone that watches your shows, parts of your community or what have you. The fact of the matter is, is that, you know, we, we, we brought up the WDW community page as a way to really instill the sense of community with those that not only listen, but also those that watch, but also those that are just flat out love Disney stuff. And you don't necessarily have to, you know, be a, a viewer or a listener in order to really appreciate the community. And the interesting part to it is that, you know, 
we, we, while we know it's very difficult to say, hey, these are all my friends in Facebook, right. you know, we, we try to instill an actual sense of, you know, uh, an online community presence where it really fits the term community. Um, you know, you may not necessarily know everybody, but at least you feel comfortable being each other's neighbor. And I think that in of itself, you know, we may not necessarily have the largest page out there. It's steadily growing and that's absolutely fabulous. But I will say that, um, at least from our perspective, we are so happy to, to lead up a, a community like that, um, where, you know, we, we do get contacted a lot on the side one-on-one -on -one by different people and new people all the time. And the building up those kinds of relationships to me is just as important as, if not even a little bit more important than the numbers that we all see. Cause you're right. As podcasters, we get obsessed by, you know, by numbers. We, we fall into the whole analysis paralysis type of thing. You know, we try to figure out what kind of funny math are these people using in order to figure out certain numbers. And, you know, when, when it's all said and done, you know, I, I realize that some podcasters, and I say this with all love and respect, because I, I think it, I think it, I think it, there is there is some validity in the numbers, but it's I know that for a lot of people it's all about numbers, and I think in a lot of cases you have to have those relationships as well, um, because it's those people that you have relationships with, even if it is a Facebook relationship, that are going to be talking about your show and your content. Um, I think that makes, makes a lot of it. If, I mean, there's, there are some awesome podcasters out there, awesome show personalities. And the reason why they are the most successful and they have lasted for 10 years or more because of the relationships that they have built over the years. And I think if any podcaster doesn't realize that, um, they're going to miss out. They're going to miss out on a big step. And I'm not saying that as a criticism. I'm just something that I've learned over the past, I, I, again, I have ultimate respect for every, for every podcaster in the Disney community. Um, but I do know that some have, you know, pod faded as the phrase goes. And, you know, you have to stop and say, did you have those relationships? And the only ones that I've seen that have really gone the distance, years, years, hundreds, if not thousands of episodes are the ones that have those relationships on and off the microphone. That's, that's the way I see it. Well, I mean, I can say about you and Danny is you are a couple of real genuine guys. And I reach out to you guys all the time about whether you can come on my show or I can go on your show or just to talk for a second. You guys are always super friendly and, and very down to earth. And uh, I appreciate that. And I really enjoy your show because you guys are true talents. You guys are doing a really good job over there at the Behind the Ears podcast. But I have to leave you with one final question. And sure. this is from my daughter because I've been leaving Maya questions at the end. Uh, okay. She wants to know what the first Disney movie is that you ever saw. That you can remember anyway. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, I remember one. I, the only thing I could, I could say is this. And this is back long time ago. Um, way back. Way back. I mean, I remember my dad. I remember my dad. For some reason, he was, he was kind of playing it off. He goes, my sister and I were kind of fighting or something like that. He goes, that's it. We're going to go see Lady and the Tramp. I'm like, what? That was the first Disney movie I remember seeing, Lady in the Tramp. Is that a movie you love, or is that a movie you just don't care about now? You know, I haven't seen it in probably 20 years. And um, and I, I really liked it. And the thing of it is, is that, you know, I'm a huge I'm a huge movie buff to begin with. 
Um, and it's, you know, with, with over a thousand movies in my collection, it's always hard to figure out which one I'm going to watch next. I, I'm a huge fan of Disney movies. I, I've got a, a large number of them in my collection. I don't have them all. Um, but the fact of the matter is Lady and the Tramp was one of those things I remember seeing with my dad. My dad and I had a very close relationship. And unfortunately, um, he, was, he was a victim of renal cell carcinoma. And so, you know, back right after I graduated high school, uh, he had a kidney removed because of a tumor. And unfortunately, nine years later, that, uh, that buzzard of a cancer came back and took his life in only a few months, which is also why I'll say that I have deep, fond memories of my father. And especially with the influence that he had on me, especially with doing things like that at a spur of the moment, he was hilarious. Like I couldn't ever read him sometimes, but sometimes he'd just do something like that. Let's, let's go see a movie. And, um, you know, the fact of the matter is it's all, and I'm kind of tying this in a little bit with what you guys are trying to do. And I, I just want to encourage anybody that hasn't had a chance to do so. Hey, give a few bucks to this because cancer sucks. And yeah, sure. really, I want, I don't think there's a single person that has watched this, um, that either hasn't had to deal with it themselves uh, or doesn't have a loved one or a friend or someone that hasn't touched by, you know, the evil that is cancer. So, you know, the thing is, is that I have those kinds of fond memories of my father, and I really honestly wish that he'd actually still be here today for me to tell him more stories like that. But you know what? Everything happens for a reason and a timing for a reason. But at the same time, I just hope that uh, hope that people just go ahead and give a little bit. It's going to help a lot. And yeah, without a doubt. By the way, I do also want to say that, first off, I certainly appreciate your kind words about our show. The feeling is certainly mutual, my friend. Uh, you know, you, you know, between you and also um, uh, Jimmy and Lisa from the Disney Nerds podcast, we uh, I, saw, I was watching them a little bit earlier with you guys. Um, I know that all of us have kind of, you know, really, you know, kind of gained a, a great friendship just through our, our love of Disney, our love of podcasting, and we really appreciate you guys, and we love your guys' shows as well. It's hilarious because it's like we all, you know, our motto is everyone does Disney differently, and the cool part is that differently, everybody asks, hey, what are what's what's the best Disney podcast out there? We're like. There is no such thing as the best Disney podcast because we all do everything differently. And we exactly. all have kinds of shows. We have all different kinds of personalities. Subscribe to them all. They're free. It's just, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's just one of those things. You will, if anybody ever tries to, you know, say, hey, I only listen to this one. Hey, you're missing out on some great personalities out there. Yeah, and, without a doubt. I mean, you may not like all of them. That's okay. But give them a try. I, I, my my, all of a sudden, I got my new phone. All of a sudden, my my list of podcasts started downloading all the other shows. I'm like, well, there, there goes what I had left uh, until I get my SD card back in there. But that's beside the point. But no, man, we we really do appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for having having uh, our, our show represented here. And I really hope that uh, people give in order to just kick cancer's butt. And before you run, make sure you let everybody know where we can find you at the Behind the Ears podcast. Absolutely. Behind Ears Podcast over on Facebook. You can also catch us over at the WDW Community page. Behind Ears Podcast is also where you can find us. 
over on YouTube and Instagram as well. Behind Your's PC is over at Twitter and Behind Your's Podcast at gmail.com. You know, drop us a line. Behind Your's Podcast.net is our, uh, um, yeah, sad, sad webpage. And uh, yeah, you can tell I've been talking for half an hour. Yep. And, um, but by all means, you can find us iTunes, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, um, Podbean, your favorite podcast catcher, whatever, we're there. And um, give, us a, give us a try, say hi, and also you can find us every Tuesday and Thursday nights when we do our live recordings over at the Behind Your's Podcast page. Uh, that's at 9.45 p.m. Eastern Time. Not necessarily sharp. We're usually a few minutes late, and that's okay. Thank you so much for coming Thank on, Chris. For... I'm sure we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Take care, guys. Have a Bye. great day. So that was Mr. Chris from the Behind the Ears podcast. What a great guy. And uh, I love listening to him talk Disney. He knows his stuff. But uh, that is our last interview from the American Cancer Society telethon that we did. We are still collecting money, and we will still be collecting money for the entire month of August. Uh, we have a ton of stuff to give away. I've actually been slacking on giving this stuff away because we've had so much stuff going on. But if you do donate, you will be in the running to win something. Uh, we've got Crazy for Disney bags and pins and tattoos. Uh, we've got stuff that was donated from the American Cancer Society. We've got artists that have donated different things. So uh, not only will you be helping a very worthy cause, but it'll also give you an opportunity to possibly win something, which is always nice. I always love winning something. I don't care what it's for. I love winning. But uh, that was our last interview. So from now on, we will be back to our live shows again with myself and my co-host, Danny. Uh, we're hoping to do one either tonight or tomorrow night, more than likely tomorrow night, because uh, we don't want to do two shows in one day. People don't want to hear one show a week, let alone two in a day. So we will see you guys soon, and have a great day.